0: and we are live you should send this picture to that biologist for real for real um hunt for success podcast emory excited to have you on (laughs) again again i'm excited to be here dude that picture is crazy so i'm gonna i'm gonna
1: jump to the screen capture here uh
0: for those of you who who missed emory's first podcast with us uh uh, it was in the middle of the pacific crush Mm -hmm. trail uh, and we can dive into exactly what that is and define all that in a second. But, uh, this picture of the, of the Billy goat that was on Mount St. Helens. Uh, yep. Wow. And where out on the mountain was that?
2: That was over on the like ape Canyon side. So Plains of Abraham. Okay. Area. Yeah. There was taken like Memo- like the weekend after Memorial. I want to say, is it Memorial day weekend? That's in the spring. Labor day. Labor. Or, no, spring is a Memorial. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they're kind of down lower. Because the snow's still up there a little bit, so yeah. you can if you go up there around that time, they're down a lot lower. Did you see a lot of them? Oh yeah, yeah, that's Tons good. That's yeah. really
0: good to, to see because mm-hmm. the populations have, were really low at one point, right? And that's why they're doing the survey.
1: So with with the survey, uh, they did this year. They got some funding from SCI, mm-hmm. and they were able to the day as either the day after or two days after we did the ground survey. Um, they were able to do it in a helicopter, oh, cool. and the numbers were even better than they anticipated from the helicopter. Oh, sweet. So, a couple hundred goats up on Mount oh, St Helens wow. now. Yeah, so I want to say three years ago, you know, they were thinking like low hundreds. Um, and I then what are they going to do with that. And then, well, at some point, they're going to have uh, to thin them out, right? Well, at some point, if the if if the herd is strong enough or the population is great enough, they could possibly open some, you know single tags mm-hmm. um you know for huh. for goat hunting. Oh, that'd be crazy. So it's a possibility.
0: And SCI, for those who don't know, are you familiar with SCI? Mm-hmm. It's Safari Club International. Oh cool. Probably the largest or the, the the largest animal conservation nonprofit. Um and they raise millions and millions of dollars uh for animal conservation. So awesome. um great place to go donate, go and uh, sign up and be a member. Um
2: really is so uh you're back how long have you been back mm, i finished the trail on september 2nd across well i yep, yeah, across the border on september 2nd came back into normal civilization and normal society and a couple days later and when you came on it was in may may june that no, was early may right no i think it was like july yeah was July yeah, was middle of summer yeah yep because uh jess had a birthday and i was home for it's like the 7th okay no the 11th you came on over the summer. Uh, yep. And you looked thin then. <laughs> yeah,
0: probably so. <laughs> and you said you, you said well, before we started that you'd lost 20 pounds?
2: Uh, yeah, I weighed myself. I mean, I didn't get to weigh myself until I got back home, which was a few days later, um, and got to a scale, but I lost... When I weighed myself, I was 20 pounds lighter, so I'm guessing I was a little... From when, though? 20 pounds lighter from, from when, when I started. When you started the trail. Yeah. Wow. So I, I was at 141 when I weighed myself a few days after the trail, which I'm guessing... I probably was 139 oh, or 138. Because you can gain weight pretty quick over just a weekend of you know, not burning burn thousands of calories. Did you, did you keep track of your body fat did, percentage? Did I didn't know. Um, I didn't really have a whole lot to lose in the first place. I mean, I was only 160 when I, um, 5'8 and 160 when I started out. So it's not like I had a ton to lose, but I was pretty shredded when I got back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and uh, speaking of shredded, I heard that you're having a hard time with your feet.
2: Yeah, my feet... You know, when you walk on your feet for 2,000 miles in a single summer or more, the the, the pads just get smashed down, and it just... When you're walking on, like, hardwood floors, it, they'll come back, I'm hoping, but, um, like, it's kind of hard to stand for long periods of time in uncomfortable shoes, or, like, I just don't walk around the house unless I'm on carpet, because it... Your feet, just like any bone that would be touching the ground is touching the ground. It's just very thin pads down there. And it's just the nature of the beast. And the only way to, you just have to let it heal. Yeah, I guess. I really don't know if it's going to come back. I'm hoping it does, but like, I re- I posted um the Aftermath article. I have this, so I started with a, a foot problem early on, like, and then it kind of, i had been battling it the entire trail, so some days were worse than others if I went over, like, rocky terrain. What was the foot problem? I don't know. Um, I I'm, I want to get an x-ray just to see if there was something in there. Like a fracture? Or yeah. I, I kind of felt like my foot was breaking. Like, you know, you just walk on something, it felt like a stress fracture, but, you know, I was hiking with a corpsman, and he's like, dude, I don't think it's like, if, if, it, you, if your foot was broken, you'd be done. And I'm like, well, I don't. Okay, cool. Like, that's his opinion. And so I listened to him. I'm like, okay, I'm not concerned. Like, he clearly thinks that it's not a fracture. It felt like one, and it really, really hurt. And so, you know, I walk around the house now, and I battled it the entire time. It never really got 100% better, but I could walk on it. You know, it was fine. Um, And it would flare up from time to time. But So the only way I can describe it is, like, on the outside of my foot, like, where the pinky toe would be, like, you know, everything's connected right in there, that, like, pad. I can just feel something pushing down, it's like dropped, it's just different than it ever has been in my entire life. And so I'm like, it just feels uncomfortable. Like, I really don't want to stand on it. It's just creepy. I, have you thought about going to the doctor and getting an x-ray? Totally. And that's, I, I really, I wrote in my article, I was like, I really hope that I find out it was broken so I can be a badass. <laughs> that, that was one of my favorite lines. You're like, and
1: secretly, I'm kind of hoping that they say it was broken so I can say I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail or on broken Or maybe it's a
2: bone spur or I don't know. I'm not a medical professional, but I do know it's different.
0: Yeah, I'm sure a lot of things are different. Yeah. How about your mental state is that different?
2: Um in what sense? Cuz yes, but I I, I think cheated
0: our, a little bit cuz Ryan and I were talking
2: and I and, and on your blog. If yeah. you're
0: not cheating you're not trying. That's yeah. what I was. Talking. <laughs> but uh waking up in your bed and not realizing where you're at, right? Right. Oh yeah. Sure. So so mm-hmm. I mean, I guess from transitioning back mm-hmm. how's your mental state?
2: So interesting. Um There was a, it was a concern of mine the whole entire time, in fact, it was a concern for me and Jessica, because, you know, she, she's probably wondering, this guy just got done hiking five months, you know, is he gonna, is he gonna think our life back here is an adventure? And I'm like, that's a very valid concern, I mean, I've never done anything like this, am I gonna get the bug, am I gonna, you know, and then not only that, but like, I'm moving every day, and I'm, I'm traveling, and I'm having these moments, and things like that, and, and I was wondering how I would return and wonder if i like get antsy, you know, like, oh, I need to go and do this thing, right? I think had I my trail ended prematurely and abruptly with a, either an injury or um, something like that, where it was like one, one day I'm on the trail, the next day I'm off the trail and I'm not in Canada, I think that would have been different. But when you hike so many miles a day and you kind of have this like, built-in itinerary of like, you know, when I hit the Oregon border, that was another, Oregon-Washington border, that was another milestone. And I'm like, cool, I have 507 miles, I think, to go. I can now begin, and as you make your way north, you kind of start kind of dropping some bags around, you know, and you're like, cool, I need to start thinking about what this looks like when I get home. I can start thinking about getting back into work. What does life look like and start getting excited and then jess and i can start talking about what do you want to do about the wedding and blah 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 so and you all have this.
0: time to mentally prepare yeah, yourself and you have all day yeah.
2: for I, I think i hiked i think we called it hiking days um i did washington in like 22 days um which seems like not a lot it's not very much it's not very many days. In and five, how many five, miles is it? It's 507. In so I was doing... Days. I
1: think he worded it wrong. It seems like to make it through Washington in only 22 days by foot. Yeah. That seems like you're blazing. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was really fast. A lot yeah. of miles per day. Uh, and it sure. was
2: unexpected. I thought I was going to be able to do like... I heard Washington was... It, it is. It's very up and down and it's challenging. So I expected to do like 20s through Washington. And then we did the first couple days and I'm like, well, I can do tw- I'm doing 25, 23... And then I did my biggest day in Washington. And I I did my first 30 in Washington, and I did another day of 39, or, or sorry, 31. So yeah, I, I blazed through it pretty quickly. Um, and I probably could have done it faster, but um, the hiking days, you know, when you start doing 30 mile days, like it's just not very fun. Like, you're w- wounded. Yeah, <laughs> and then to get up and do another one. Yeah, to get up and do it another time is, you know, but I mean, 25, I found like 25 miles a day was perfect for my body. I had energy in camp. I had energy the next morning. But to answer your question about mental state, I feel great. Like I had 500 miles through Washington to think about coming home. And when I got to the border and I saw Jessica at the trailhead, I was like, we're done. Like I- I'm ready. And so we drove home. And I've been home for since. That we'll call it the third I think I came home that we we came home the third of September do I miss the trail absolutely I miss the trail do I but but I, I it's like I miss an old friend or I miss a moment in life I look at it fondly and I romance it almost in my head I'm like oh man that was such an awesome experience and but I want a different I want a new adventure and that chapter's closed for the time being and like yeah, I wake up in bed sometimes, and I'm, or I'll lay at the ceiling, and I'm like, wow. Like a month ago, I was looking through my bug net at the stars, waking up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom under a starry sky, having morning walks, listening to music all by myself, in the, you know, and you're like, but I have this beautiful girl sitting next to me, and I'm going to coffee, and I'm seeing people, and it's like, cool.
0: So do you? I mean, do you feel that? uh the way you describe that, it's like, do you have a new appreciation? Are Are you excited when you wake up and you get to go see your friends and?
2: Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say so. It's that's a good question. If If it's a new appreciation or it's a refreshed appreciation, because being homesick is good. For, for it's people, wonderful. I yeah. think. Right. Yep. And. Yeah. Uh, Dealt a lot with it, yeah. Well, we are, I
0: get we can, homesick on, like, no. a week-long vacation in nope. Hawaii or something, not mm-hmm. six months hiking a trail.
2: Yeah, it and it's, yeah, we were talking about it before we started, and we can touch on it, but homesickness is a real thing, and um, there's, I was homesick on a regular basis. I mean, I don't, I think there's probably people out there that don't get homesick, but...
0: So what were the symptoms, or what were the effects that homesickness had on you?
2: Um... Probably I mean, one, wanting to quit. I mean, you're... So, okay, what Ryan and I were talking about before we started, um, when, I, when I did the podcast here I, was here, I was home for two and a half weeks. So it was like cut cold turkey, come home, have an amazing couple-week vacation, and then go back down to where I left off, which was Fish Lake in Oregon, two days south of Crater Lake. Well, talk about a perfect storm Um, one, one, my body was, um, hadn't been hiking for two weeks, over two weeks. So pains from that, um, knee pains, my knee started flaring up again. Um, I just had, it came off an amazing time with Jess and I didn't have her anymore. I was with my hiking partner who is not her and (laughs) he's a great friend of mine, but he's not her. Right. And so, Back into the 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 groove of things again, and and I started having these thoughts of like I'm just blindly walking through the forest or walking over these mountains. I'm not finding enjoyment, and not only that, but like there is zero cell coverage in Southern Oregon in the mountains on the PCT. I mean, I have AT and T. Maybe you might have something on Verizon, but like there is nothing every over every ridge. And so she, I went cold turkey from her, and she got she went cold ticket for me and
1: can I add something yeah. I actually texted Jess and I was like dude is he okay yeah he hasn't posted and she goes I don't know I haven't spoken yeah. with him either and I was like oh man
2: yeah and all she has is that I had that uh, GPS tracker and she just had to refresh the page to make sure that I was moving and so I'm dealing with all those things of like uh I can't call her I can't I mean dude it was bad it was really bad it was so bad that two days later when we got to Crater Lake Mazama Village. I'm, I'm hiking through the mountains. I was telling Ryan, I'm like, I'm looking, one mile took forever. Fast forward to the end of the trail, one, one hour was like, bing, blink of an eye. I'm like, whoa, it's already been an hour? Time for some Oreos, you know? But like that five minutes felt like five hours. And I'm constantly, oh, shoot, I've only gone a half a mile. Are you kidding me? I'm in Southern Oregon. So I start playing mind trick, mind games with me, and nothing's working. Nothing is working. So at you all. were trying. You realized that your mind was going it was the in the wrong bad, direction, and you were absolutely. trying to course correct. You and I'm, I can't think. reach out to my my lifeline. Yeah. To be like, I need to hear your voice, to keep going. Um, so get to Carter Lake, and my knee's hurting. And what happens when you're homesick, or feeling, start feeling all those things? The world's crashing down. You start looking for valid reasons to go home. Anything. And trying to put it on something else instead of yourself, right? So I was not in a good mental state. Um, Jose and I decided to take. Uh, I, I, we got to Mazama Village, and I was like, "We got to take a zero day." I was like, "I need to think," because I, it was making me, it was putting a knot in my stomach. Zero days where you just don't, you do don't any zero yep. miles. You just zero miles. You don't do anything. I had the biggest knot in my entire stomach, like in my entire life, in my stomach. Uh, the way, I mean, I, it, thinking about eating lunch the next day on the trail made me sick. Um, I tried looking at, usually I could get my, my juices flowing by looking at the map, looking at the terrain, looking at, you know, kind of planning ahead, like visualizing, you know, using visualization. What does it feel like to move? What does it feel like to hike? You know, nothing. So you were trying hard. Nothing yeah. is working. So I say, bro, bro we got to do, we got to do zero day. Uh, I got to think. I'm, like, going on walks, 100-yard stairs. People are making phone calls because they got cell service. I don't. I go to the store in Mazama Village in Crater Lake National Park and call Jessica via payphone. She doesn't answer. So. Oh, no. And I'm, like, oh, gosh. And I'm, he's, like, dirty hiker, right? And I'm just, like... I- out of like sheer disappointment she doesn't answer and she's working all day like she and this random phone number calls her right like but at this point she's kind of trained to like if a weird thing happens pick up right so i sit there defeated in this chair by the by this payphone and i'm just like i'm done we're done
1: tell me the phone rings and
2: do the phone rings yes <laughs> And I look over, and I'm like, what the heck? Pick up the phone. Hello? And she's like, "Emery." <laughs> I was uh-huh. like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, what? And then the operator comes on, toss a quarter in, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, at this point, I'm just like chucking change. I'm like, I'm giving up. I'm coming home. I'll be home tomorrow. Like, so I talked to her, and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I haven't had this. She's like, it's OK. It's OK. Like, how are you doing? And so we went through it, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not good. So okay, this is not good. When she was it emotional? Did
0: you get overwhelmed with?
2: I, I'm not sure. Man, I tell you what, I have become very emotional. For some reason, like, whatever that trail did to me, like, I choke up pretty easily when I think about moments on the trail. Um, I don't recall if I did or not. I think she just heard, she would tell me, like, she could tell in my, the inflection of in my voice that things aren't good or I'm heavy. And she would tell me that's, like, hard to hear, right? But that, I, when, before I started the trail, She's like, what do you need from me? I was like, I don't know, but I know there's gonna be times when I call you that I just need you to like bail me out. Yeah. Emotionally and or to tell me to freaking suck it up and, and this is you chose this type type of conversation. So she was super loving and I was like, I'm not good. I was like, I'm considering being done. And she's like, well I support you no matter what. Like you're doing a great job. Perfect, right? She's like Take some time to think about. It. I mean, it was perfect. Perfect phone call. No need to go into details. That I mean, imagine the perfect phone call you could have with someone that's encouraging you. That's happened, right? <coughs> Excuse me. So, get off the phone. I feel a little better, a little bit. But I'm now. I'm like, okay. At least I got to explain to her. I was like, I don't know, and I don't know when I'm going to be able to talk to you next. But I'll I'll call you if something changes, right? And uh, told. Went through the motions of the day. I hadn't resupplied. My buddy's resupplying um, in the store for the for the upcoming stretch. And I'm, I have it resupplied. And I tell him, I'm like, hey, dude, uh, I think I'm going to call it tomorrow if, my knee, if I wake up and my knee hurts. We're done. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, again, he's like, okay. He's like, I don't want to see that. But he goes, all right.
0: And, and so if you would have called it, would he have kept going? Or mm-hmm. do you, yeah.
2: Okay. Well, and the other thing was is that him and I were really good with each other. Like, when he was down, I was up. And when I was up, he was down type thing. And, like, so who knows? Maybe me leaving would have ruined his trail. You know, there's always that. So there's this, there's a lot of elements to the whole entire thing. Or maybe not. You know, like, maybe not. Maybe it would have been great for him. Uh, so he, like that was a weight on him now and i'm like okay so i make we make camp camp for the night and it you know throughout the night i'm like you know i wake up and move my leg around and my knee was real tight and whatever the next morning i wake up and i move my leg around and i'm like you got to be kidding me it's perfect i couldn't feel it and i was like well <laughs> okay well i'm not on it yet so let's not so I I get out of my tent, and I'm like, crap. Well, I haven't I don't have my backpack on, so I bet it when my backpack's on, and clearly I'm trying to find an excuse. And I'm already writing articles in my head about how I'm gonna explain this thing, and I'm like, how can I make something positive about, about this whole entire experience? And, and I was telling Ryan, like, it was, I had to, I was visually seeing, like, you know, like a football team runs through, like, a tunnel, and they, you know, Bust out that thing, you know. Mm-hmm. The paper. And the paper. Yeah. Hopefully, there's not a cheerleader in the in yeah. front of it, right? Um. I. It felt like I was running through a tunnel, and that barrier was out there, and I had to run through it. And I knew if I could get through it, I'd be on the field. But that that barrier, whatever it might be, was extremely solid and not letting me through. So I I was visualizing, being like, Emery, if you can just push through, if you can just keep going, like. Find find a, uh, some sort of a hold, like foothold, finger hold, pinky hold, whatever it might be. Find something that you can sink your something into to get you to the next leg, right? Whatever that might be, maybe it's a mile down the road, whatever. So I had no excuse to put my back on my backpack on, and I have no excuse. My knee doesn't hurt and now. I'm like, all right, and I didn't say anything to Jose. <laughs> And I'm like, "Hey, buddy, I'm gonna resupply." And he's like,
0: "That's good.
2: good to hear." Yeah. So I resupplied, and I was like, "Don't celebrate it. Let's just <laughs> keep, let's just get going," <laughs> you know. So we get a ride to the trailhead, and that night, um, I hiked like that day. We hiked like 20 miles or so, I think. And the storm moves in, and it it was the most beautiful storm you have ever seen. There's thunder and lightning, and, and we're hiking. He's like, dude, when should we camp, when should we camp? I was like, not yet, not yet, we're good. We can get a couple more miles And Finally, I'm like, it's time. So we pitch our tents, 15 minutes later, it just starts pouring down um, hail. And mm. the sun's going down, and it looked like glitter falling from the sky, I'd never seen anything like it. You could. I was watching these drops of hail come down from like hundreds of feet above. And I'm, all I could think about was like, I almost missed this. And I, by the way, I was not in a good mental state at that point, either. Like, there was no, I wasn't through, I was not through the tunnel or through the barrier yet. But that was like, you know, I, my knee didn't hurt, that was one little hold, you know. I hadn't told, I don't think I told Jess that I was leaving, cause I just, I didn't, I was like, if we're gonna do this, I need to just rip the bandaid off, let's go. Don't, like, I'll, my next stop will be this. And there was a couple of, like, road crossings down the road that I was, I could call it. You know, I could mm-hmm. be like, we're done, I'll hitch into town and be done but that storm dude that was the biggest grip i had and you realize you could have missed it totally
1: so yeah so one of his one of your Mm -hmm. one of your blogs talks about it and it's it's awesome to hear yeah because you're like how powerful of a moment that was for you
2: i mean giving up too early is the worst thing you could do i mean think about how many hunts you've been on or whatever it might be or you know you never things could change your turn around in a matter of a moment. And seconds. Se- yeah, seconds. And so I, I was like, and it still took me, you know, it took me a few days. You know, it's it was not over; it was just beginning. Um, I but I was pushing through, and I was still visualizing that that barrier. And when I got to the next stop, which was a few days up the road, um, I was like. I'm back. Do you think that maybe either consciously
0: or subconsciously, that's why a lot of people do these through hikes, is so that they put themselves in a situation physically and mentally that they're going to have to overcome?
2: Um, I think some people do. I mean, that was part of my reason. I was like, I feel like I'm pretty strong mentally to get through some things, and I needed it. But I think – but I still – clearly, I, I, I mentioned – I mentioned in one of my articles, I was like, each mountain was like, I felt like I was Highlander, you know, I was lopping off Immortals' heads, and I was like, I was envisioning these (laughs) mountains as like, every time I climbed a mountain, I was, the lightning would strike, and I'm like, heck yeah, you know, my legs got bigger, and my endurance got better, and I was like, these mountains don't have jack on me, you know, and so the same thing goes with like, these mental battles. Every mental battle, your endurance goes up, and then some some battles are good, some battles are bad, but like every mental challenge that came about, whether it was physical, emotional, or whatever it might be, or, um, I felt like I was a Highlander. You know, I was I was like lopping off immortals' heads with these emotional struggles and these mental challenges. And every time every time I won, I would get stronger.
0: So for the people that aren't total nerds like Emory and me, do you you know the Highlander movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they're immortal, and if mm-hmm. one immortal Chops off the head of another immortal, mm-hmm. they gain all their strength. Yep. Yeah. Strength, awesome. knowledge, yeah.
1: Sean Connery. Yeah. 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 You're Sean Connery. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, that's kind of how I looked at a lot of things, and I'm like, huh, cool, I'm getting stronger. And so, uh, to answer your question, I think, I think subconsciously or consciously, people are looking for that. And, dude, sometimes you won't win. The, the aim is to get better and practice it. Mm-hmm. Challenge yourself mentally and physically. The, I think the reason why I get so – I'll get chucked up about moments um, on the PC. Like, I'd walk through the forest, and it would just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I'm like, okay, I'll – I'm like – because you, you start reflecting on the, on the, the like, things you've just gone through and where you're at. And you're like, whoa, this is
0: super intense. Do you think those two weeks made it worse, when the, two, the two-week
2: break you had? I think the two-week break was – 100% part of my journey was supposed to happen, I believe. Yeah, it. it's probably
1: a lot of good and bad. It's
2: incredible, but it was incredibly hard. I would never give up anything that happened on that trail. Did I hike through the Sierras? Nope. I can always go back. And did, but the thing is, like from start to finish, I love how my trail turned out. I, I would never trade it for the world. Every single moment, that two and a half weeks back home was awesome and awful at the same time because I had to leave it. But at the same time, I pushed through a gigantic barrier and I got and I was down at the worst moment of my entire trail. I was looking at bus schedules to see how I could get out of there. Knowing that I was in, I was visualizing leaving. Yeah. And then I was like it's almost like you have to have that out of a body experience. You're like I know what you're saying to yourself Emory, but like you're you're fine nothing's going to change, everything's, Jess is fine, everything's good, she's having a hard time, but like, so are you, and you wanted this, you signed up for this, out of, come out of your body for a second, and, and like, don't listen to that, those negative thoughts, and, and maybe you do have more negative thoughts than you have positive thoughts, come out of your brain for a second, and, and like, identify those negative thoughts and be like, okay. So one of the things that helped helped me through that time was I was like, okay, my brain's shot. We're done. Emotionally, I am over with. But what I have is physical acts. So what does that look like? Well, I'm a routine guy. I do the same thing every single time. I do, for the most part, the same thing every single day. And it served me well in my life. Because when I'm down at my worst or physically or mentally drained, or on the trail we'll say all of the above, there's elements, there's all those things, I don't even have to think about making camp. I don't have to think about eating. I don't have to think about the miles. I don't have to think about anything. I can literally just do it because my body has been doing it for so long and I'm in a repetition, you know? And so what I did was I was like, cool, I know what hiking looks like. Do that. And pretty soon, the repetitions like cool it's familiar repetitions very familiar it's comforting okay cool i know what this feels like and then slowly but surely you start coming out of it and that's how it worked for me
0: so how long would you say from that that day were the hail day mm-hmm. until you got to a point where you were at the beginning of the uh, of our podcast when washington started to blaze by and you, and you were in that positive
2: mindset. Yeah, um, I would say, you know, it took me a good week to get out of that. You know, and I would say by the time I was halfway through Oregon, which, um, okay, yeah. By the time I got to the sisters area, mm-hmm. um, let's just put it this way. Oregon is extremely flat and incredible. Like, it sounds weird, but it's really flat and it's beautiful. So it's not really physically, cha- it's not as physically challenging as what you would think it would be. However, there is a hill on, in the Sisters Wilderness that is, I describe as, it's like for half a mile or a quarter mile, whatever it might be, it doesn't even matter. It is like walking up a sand dune full of marbles. And I'm giggling to myself the entire time because Jose is behind me getting all worked up, right? He's just pissed off. Because you're kicking rocks down at him? No, because it hurts. The whole oh. hill just hurts. And he's like, don't film me. Don't, because I'd always pull my <laughs> camera out because he's very, you know, um, animated character. And he's like, don't you dare film me. He's like, if you put that phone, I'm going to punch you in the face, you know, that type of stuff. <laughs> he, and we just climbed this, like, we're looking at the top of the map and map or the, the elevation game, we're like, we've got to climb this hill. And it was like a half a mile hill. And then the, I think it was a half a mile of this really long hill that kicked our butts. And then we go around the corner, and we're like, "Okay, that hill's done with." And I look at the top of the map again, and I'm like, "We're not done, bro." And and my, but like, literally, like what, a week later, or week earlier, week and a half earlier, those hills felt like Everest, you know. And I, my mental state was terrible. But now, fast forward, I'm going up this hill that was the worst hill I've ever hiked ever. I would never wish that hill on anybody. Um, and you can see the top, but it just keeps going zigzags back and forth on like marble sand dunes what it's what it felt like and we go around the corner and i'm like there it is it goes up this gut and you're just like and i'm just like laughing all i can do is laugh it was ridiculous i'm exhausted i'm stumbling around i mean you get that like drunk feel you know because you're like you're so exhausted and you're just like this is so stupid what am i doing and i just start laughing I mean that was a major turning point. That hill was a major turning that that hill was a turning point in that I re- I specifically remember thinking I am back. Awesome. Officially. And then tore through Washington.
1: <laughs> All right, I got I got two questions. Yeah. First one, coming into Bridge of the Gods. Mm-hmm. You you're, you know, kind of your hometown. Yeah. Uh, there was no parade, <laughs> um, and then so talk about Bridge of the Gods and kind of what that meant to you and symbolized, and then talk about um, once you hit the sign that says you've you've reached Canada, mm-hmm. but now Jess is still a mm-hmm. few miles away. Oh, yeah.
2: Okay, so, so Bridge of the Gods. I'd thought about this moment. For years before I even committed to the trail, I just romanticized the idea of hiking from Mexico and then showing up. I, I drive by it every day, to and from work. You know, I see these hikers and I pick them up from time to time, and I'm like, I'm so jealous. And so in my head, here's what's funny about what we do with our brains. In my head, I had this like vision of what I wanted it to look like. Turns out, it did not happen that way. First of all, there was the forest fire. There was a Indian Creek fire that was. Barely moving around, but they so they closed Eagle Creek, which is Eagle Creek is the art alternate, right? But the PCT goes around another corner, and but most people take the Eagle Creek alternate because it's absolutely beautiful. So couldn't do that, Eagle Creek, no waterfalls, no nothing. That's weird. Okay, there's one, you know, odd oddity that didn't happen the way you know because I imagine coming out of the Eagle Creek trailhead and, and seeing Jessica and. And all that number. So that didn't happen. And then for some reason, I told Jess, I was like, hey, come pick us up in the morning. We're going to camp a couple miles out from the trailhead. That was ridiculous. Why would I, why would I stop yeah. two miles from the trailhead? What? So I could come down and like, like Julius Caesar and be like, hey, honey, let's go get breakfast. So I'm talking to Jose. And Jose's, and, and not only that, but every time we're passing a hike going going the opposite direction, they're like, Free beers, free beers at this place, free beers at that place. You can enjoy the food, and Jose's just looking at me like, "Bro,
1: we're not stopping."
2: <laughs> yeah, but he's like, "I'll stop if you want." And I, and that was just the game we played with each other because he know he's like uh, he wanted to make it special for me and Jessica, right? And I'm sitting there and at the end, beginning of the day. I'm like, that might not be a good idea, but we're gonna do it anyhow. And then I told I, I'm texting Jess throughout the other day, and I'm like. What are you doing tonight? And she was gonna to go to a concert in Edgefield and then and then she's right down the road. I'm like, we we would have done instead of like a twenty three mile day, we would have been like twenty-five plus that day, right? And but you'll walk extra miles just to get a beer and a burger, right? Yeah so she wasn't gonna be able to pick us up till like eleven o'clock at night after the concert got over. We were gonna be there for dinner. So I was like, we'll just hang out in um North Bonneville. Or we're not North Bonneville, uh, Whatever, whatever town is it?
1: more like thunder mountain brewery yeah right thunder yeah. mountain brewery yeah.
2: yeah bridge of the gods and so just get in town go to the brewery have a have some beer and have some pizza hang out go get some ice cream like carb up and then <laughs> we sat there on the side of the street while jessica drove there with her dad picked us up on the side of the road and we're just like sitting there, so like this big entrance into Bridge of the Gods. At one point, we did walk down, and I walked across the bridge, halfway across, because I was like, I gotta do that, right? And I stood, I was like, I wanted to be like, we're done. We're done with Oregon, right? But it was so not epic, it was not what I wanted it to be, or envisioned it to be, but it was exactly what it needed to be. And it was awesome, and for, I stayed, we did a zero day, so I had two nights with Jess, and then I was like, um we can't repeat what happened in the <laughs> you know, of the a month ago. Began. I was like, <laughs> we just can't repeat that. So I'm going to need to go. Yeah. Or it's not going to be good. So we the band the bandaid off. And the sooner I leave, the sooner I come back. She met up with us. Um, she actually resupplied us a, f- a few days later um, up in Trout Lake. And that was awesome. And for her, that was the, apparently that was the worst um, goodbye on the trail.
1: Other than previously to leaving yeah. you on the side of a road no, in, in no, California. No, even worse than those, <laughs> apparently. That was crazy.
2: And, I, and for me, I was like, dude, I'll see you in like a few weeks. And for her, that was like, it was like, I can't do Like, I, could, I don't know if I'm putting words in her mouth, but like, it was almost like, I can't keep doing this. Like, I, This is terrible, right? Yeah. So it's just you go into the unknowns. You see your special someone walk off into the mountains. Again. Again. Yeah. So and then you ask, So that was Bridge of the Gods, and then um, Canada. Um, so the PCT terminus is eight miles from uh, the nearest trailhead in Canada. So it's you have to hike. Um, eight, once you reach the, reach the terminus, you still have eight miles of hiking. All Eight right. miles. I'm going to do a quick when screen you capture What, here. you said the Terminus? Yeah, so that, that monument that you're seeing on the webpage, that's the ter- northern Terminus of the PCT. Eight miles from the from Manning Park, BC, which is what you hike into.
0: So officially here you're done, but you, you still don't. have to hike to get to your yeah. takeout.
2: Yep. And so Jess and I coordinated. I was like, look, I don't know. I was in Winthrop, Washington. I'm like, it's going to take me about three days to get there. I was like... How about this? I'll guarantee you I won't come out of the trailhead before 1 o'clock. So I need to time it just right. And at this point, I'm pretty good at um, timing things. Uh, Jose ended up going home early, so I'm so low. So yeah, that, we, we got to talk about yep. that a little bit, um, too. We, so I, I was able to control my time a little bit, even, even more dialed in. I could do more or less miles and not have to worry about someone else, um, which that's just a thing you know um and there's this thing in back of my head i'm like i bet this chick's gonna try and hike in she has no idea where she's going though like and i can't really describe it and i can't help her get there and I don't know what the trail's like. I don't know if there's turns and this, that, and the other. And my, I'm like, what? could you imagine if she tried hiking in and then she gets, she takes the wrong turn? It's and lost. And, then, and, and then we miss each other. And I'm like at the trailhead and <laughs> she's at the terminus. And she doesn't know what time I'm going to get there. I ended up getting to terminus around 9.45 in the morning. I hiked 13 miles that morning. I think I hiked 13 miles that morning. Um, yeah, like 13. And then I had another eight. So, I, you know, again, you reach the terminus. I've thought about that moment what that would be like and it, that's weird you know it's like you visualize these things that you and then they're different but they're yeah. just as beautiful as they they're like almost more special because they're not how you ex- envisioned it you know yeah and so i get to the terminus and jose's not there didn't think that would happen
1: you are lo- you're all by yourself well I'll, there was another hiker there was other
2: hikers like you kind of start filtering in and people are there and you hear voices and you're like oh my gosh it's right around the corner and you start getting weird what's it look like and then there it is. And then, the, you know, everyone's like, you know, they clap for you. They, they, like, cheer you on or whatever. And you're like, bam, touch it. You're, you're good. Take a picture. And I'm sitting there. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Well, I eat some Oreos because I still have eight more miles to hike. Right? And I'm like, drink some caffeine, drink some electrolytes, sit down. And a lot of the people, you end up either going on to Canada or if you don't have your permit to go through Canada, you have to hike back 30 miles to um, Hearts Pass to catch a ride into town. What do you mean permit? You have to have a special permit? Yeah, it's like, yeah, because you're not crossing into border crossing. You're So you you apply to get into Canada, and then they send you a permit, and you carry that with you into Canada, and you're legal. And and you had the permit. I had the permit, yeah. And Jose actually didn't have the permit, which is part of the reason why he didn't come. Um, So I'm like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well... She's not here, but she's, I guarantee that girl probably showed up at the trailhead at like 5 a.m. in the morning just to be there, you know? And I'm like, I think I probably stayed there 15, 20 minutes tops and hugged hugged a couple guys and was like, see you later, dude. I got a girl to see. The real finish line. Yeah, I was like, ahead. I still get eight miles and like, go get it, dude. I'm like, all right. Took off and... I wouldn't say that it was the longest eight miles, but it was definitely a long eight miles. And the last hour was like, and I, you know, every group as you get close, you know, you start seeing day hikers, and, and you're like, oh, is that her? Oh, would she hike in? And then, I'm I'm time, dude. My timing was, I mean, not to <laughs> <laughs> float my own boat here, but like, I got pretty good at timing. Were, I was gonna partial? reach that trailhead at 1300 at one o'clock. I was gonna hit it, and I was because I didn't want to look like an idiot. Like I took one break in those eight miles. That was all I could stand, and I forced myself to do it because I, you know, I, because I, I was a hiker, right? In hiking mode, I was like, okay, I got to do this. I got to take care of my body. Um, so with a half a mile left, that's ten minutes of hiking. Um, I'm blazing through, blazing through. I'm not bumping into her but I'm wondering if all these people have seen her at the trailhead. I come around the corner, dude, and like there she is. And we were all alone. No, she was, she hiked in a half a mile. She couldn't take it anymore. Boom. Screen capture. Yeah. And my eyes are puffy because dude, like, uh, I mean, there she is. There's the moment. And dude, we just like hugged and sat there in peace. And I mean, it was like perfect. Like I was all alone. We were all alone in the forest. No one was around. And there's nothing to say. There's just nothing to say. Yeah. It's just like, I just totally thanks. Like, let's go home. So she walked out with me and, and we went to Vancouver, BC that night. No plans. And uh, got a hotel, spent the night, came home the next day. And, I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better cherry on top, you know?
0: Well, and you finished. Yeah. Which, you know... Until you and I met, I didn't know much about the Pacific mm-hmm. Coast Trail, but I've talked to a lot of people that don't finish.
2: Uh, yeah, tons of people don't. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people would... I, I didn't do the 2,650 miles. I did right around 2,000. Uh, give or take, and I say right around because the trail changes every single year. They put a new trail on, and, like, you just never know. I mean, I wasn't, like, sitting there with my GPS on every single day, you know. So it's it was roughly about 2,000 miles. And... I wrote in one of my blogs, like, there is like 600 miles left of trail for me to hike. I know that. And that's the John Muir section? That's the, yeah, there's a, the, the Sierra, Sierra Trail, Sierra. yep, the Sierra Range, and there's a couple spots in Northern California that I had to go around. And so, I'm fine with that, like, I'm, I love the trail, I love, I love how my trail worked out, and I told Jose when, when he was thinking about taking off, I was like, bro, the, the trail doesn't start and stop at the terminus. I was like, the trail starts and stops where you decide and what, whatever you got from it. And um, to me, like I said in one of my posts, I'm like, if if my pride is hidden in those mountains in the Sierra somewhere, I don't want to see him. Yeah. So I'll do them one day, maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe I like the fact that I didn't do them. Mm-hmm. It's like humble, humbling, you know? Like, hey, don't check, put your pride in check. You know, you didn't do the whole entire thing.
0: You know, that... Uh...
2: I think 2,000 miles is pretty good. <laughs> I think it's amazing.
0: <laughs> well, and Tom, who was just on, on the way out, he kind of said um, uh, expectations can lead to failure. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So before, before and after doing this, mm-hmm. do you feel that you're at better terms with that statement?
2: Oh, 100%. Yeah.
0: That applying expectations to things doesn't mean make or break the, the result right
2: yeah because so, well, my expectations yeah. were to hike every inch of the trail and to to be a through hiker and to be because I guess you know to be considered you know to, to have through hikes you say have to you hike it within a, the trail yeah to, you have to hike it within a certain period of time I think' in like a year or something like that and so these people these through hikers they they get really wrapped around the horn and that's awesome that's their trail they get but they that's important to them and they want this like badge of honor and they want this like pin and this award thing because the pieceDAA sends something out to you and I'm like Feel free not to call me a thru-hiker. Yeah. I don't care. But now, before the trial, I was like, I want to be a thru-hiker. That's what I want to be. I want to... You can never take that away from me. Now I'm like, have
0: it, dude. Well, it almost seems like your prize and your pen is your uh, mindset and your mental attitude. Uh, now, yeah, absolutely.
2: I, I learned agree. so much. I packed a lot of experiences and moments and lessons learned. And I mean, into five months and... 2,000 miles um, that I wouldn't trade for the entire world. I wouldn't take... I would never... If you said, well, I'll trade you that for those 600 miles, I'd tell you to stuff it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And to be honest, I have no desire to do it. (laughs) 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 But hearing you say that does Mm -hmm. make me wonder, man... What can I do to put myself mm-hmm. in such a mental struggle mm-hmm. that where it changes my mindset of what I expect out mm-hmm. of
2: whatever I'm doing? Yeah, right. And dude, that that's the thing is that I think there's like uh, I'm, I I know a buddy of mine wants to to ride the um, from Atlantic to Pacific on his bicycle, right? He's like, I know that's not the PCT, but I was like, bull crap, man, don't like.
1: Yeah. Don't shortchange a, yourself. Don't, don't compare I was like,
2: the two, and just because you haven't done it, doesn't mean that you 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 should shortchange yourself. You know, I'm like it's the same thing. So here's the beautiful thing: because you've committed to something that is so ridiculously daunting, and one of the things that I've really I've really come to enjoy about this whole PCT idea is there's so many there's so many positive things that come out of this, and I didn't know this going into it. I mentally committed to a 2,600 mile journey from Mexico to Canada. I committed to that. I made a plan, and it wasn't a, and people section hike it, and they hike a few miles at a time, and that's great, that's cool. Everyone needs to do their own thing. Not everyone can take six months off to hike to have that big of a commitment, right? However, the benefit that I got from doing so is that when I woke up in my tent on day two, with blisters on my feet, and the idea that Canada—that I'm—I'm laying on ground that's 15 miles from Mexico, and I can't even fathom being 15 miles from Canada. Yeah, you're like a half a percent done with the hike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, I mean, <laughs> like, try finding that spot on the map on—you know, like—it's <laughs> barely even there. You know, like, and I'm like, this is impossible. I don't see, but is it impossible? Because people do it, and I'm like, how are they doing it? And all of a sudden, right then, I was like, I've got to figure this thing out. I can't even think about Canada. I can't even think about Oregon. I can't think about the Sierra Range. I can't think about a hundred mile marker. I got to think about one foot in front, one of the foot other. in front of the, no, the other, and like make tiny little goals and like eat an elephant one bite at a time, that type scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, um, how, whatever analogy you want to use, but it's true, because I'm like, you know how many people quit 20 miles in? They're like, uh, no, thank you. That hurt. Yeah, we're done.
1: And then 100 miles in gears just flying off, you know? Well, that uh, that that show we watch uh, alone. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, those, those awesome. guys, they, awesome show. they show all their, you know, their 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 life's work of all their outdoors preparation, and then they get dropped off. And they're like, on, on, on the BC and island they quit today. Yep. And they literally quit like within four hours of being there. And I can't judge because I've never been yep. in that position. And, and as
0: I'm sitting on the couch with my beer and my slice of pizza, I'm You're criticizing like, oh, what a puss. And I could, I'm like, I can't even comp- comprehend quitting on the first mm-hmm. day. But after you just described what you did, I get it. Mm-hmm. Because they get there and they said, I underestimated this challenge mm-hmm. and we're done. I'm not going to do it. Yep. So it wasn't that they can't or they got scared or whatever, but they said, this challenge isn't up for me. Mm-hmm. That's why people quit on day one, mm-hmm. right, versus the people that are quitting three weeks yep. in.
2: And, you know, they told us before we started, they're like, if you can get through the first couple weeks, you're not home free. But you're two weeks in and you've, you, like, you're better off. And so we're like, two weeks?
1: Well, it's like building a habit. Yeah.
2: And, yeah, and that's what it is in the routine thing. And yep. the guys were busting my chops about like always setting up my tent because they're like cowboy camping. They're like, what, are you afraid of the cowboy camp? I'm like, no, bro. I'm building myself a routine. That's what I'm yeah. doing. I don't want to think about this anymore. I want to have everything bam, 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 bam. And then, dude, it took me to, from the time I woke up without even trying, time I woke up to having coffee and uh, some food in my stomach and down the trail, 30 minutes in the morning.
1: That's Got impressive. It. Yeah.
2: And so I don't have to think about it. And I didn't think about it. my butt, and Jose just, he's like, I, he, I hate it when you back up so fast. <laughs> it's like, what are we in a race? You know? And I'm like, I mean, kind of, maybe.
0: So here's what I'm excited to hear about.
1: Uh, have you been back to work?
2: I start Monday. So no. We and almost
1: got to do a follow-up to a follow-up. Now. I know, right? Yeah, that that honestly, that was my question. I was gonna be like, "How is it sitting in an office, going, yeah. what have I done with my life now?" Do you think that you're <laughs> gonna
0: walk in, or the lights are gonna be off, and then they're gonna go, "Surprise, you made it." No, I'm sure that
2: I'll just. Well, what's great about this? So this company I work for. I mean, they they've been so incredibly supportive. Like the CEO has read my blog once or twice. I know. Um, number of folks have reached out to me. The company has been really um, people I, I haven't met probably in the company yet. They've followed my blog and like, and been like, dude, we're really excited. Like, they want to do, like, a brown bag lunch to kind of do this kind of a round-robin type deal. Because, dude, you don't meet a through hacker every single day. And it's, and even if you do, it's everyone's experience is different. So um, they want to – I was like, dude, I'll answer any question you want. We can talk about all kinds of different things. Um, so we're probably going to do something like that. But, yeah, going back to work is – I'm excited, but I, I was telling – I had this realization the other day. I think I was telling Jess, it's, I am looking forward to going back to work and getting back into the grind thing, grind of things and like, you know, bringing in a paycheck and that kind of stuff again, right? That's wonderful. Here's what I'm mourning, if you will. I'm mourning the loss of a friend in the PCT, almost, because you learn, like, you become super connected with this thing that doesn't, it's like, single track trail that goes from Mexico to Canada. So, by going back to work, it is the ending of a chapter.
1: It's officially done. It's
2: officially done. Um, And it's, not only that, but like for, for I was, my company gave me the gift of um, not worrying about coming, figuring out what I'm gonna do when I get back. Ensuring that I have a job when I come back, welcoming me back. So for six months, I haven't even thought about work for the most part. You know, I've actually been free of that thought. And so for for six months, I've been able to, for the first time in my life, push my own personal agenda, free from guilt and a number of things. That doesn't happen very often, no. I don't think. And so I kind of have this feeling of like loss, of like, oh, I have to push someone else's agenda and push it well instead of my own. That's weird. Because my life consisted of waking up, eating, walking, drinking, and pizza from time to time. On your terms? On my terms and when I wanted. And I could hike 25 miles. I could hike 31. I could hike 19. I could hike 14. I could... Not, I could quit. I could not quit. I could you know, I could do a number of things, and, and I could write about this thing, and no one could tell me what to do at three miles an hour except for Mother Nature, and even then, mm, yeah. I can kind of get through some of that stuff. You know, so, uh, yeah, it's so, strange. So how long before
0: you are going to be in a position where you have to have another challenge like this?
2: That's a good question. Um, I have... <laughs> Jessica's great. I tell you what, my girl, uh, she says, you know, like, if you want to do another one, it's never know. Wow. But I was like, if I do, one of the reasons why I wanted to quit in Crater Lake is because I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is too, this is one of the reasons this is too good to be experiencing by myself. And I know Jose was there and I know these people were there, but I'm like, look, man, Bubbles lives in Vegas. And we might talk from time to time, we're gonna have this connection for the rest of our lives. We will always have that connection. But it's like going to combat with someone or going to work with somebody. You have that tribe that you've built and just didn't get to experience that rain cloud and that mountain or that view of that marble built hill.
1: I feel that every year when I'm hunting.
2: Yeah, who do you share it with? So,
1: sometimes Rachel comes out for yep. a day or two. And you're like, and, 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 remember that? and, and hikes and whatnot just, just to be out there and she brings mm-hmm. the camera. Because yep. um, it sucks to experience that stuff mm-hmm. alone in a way.
2: Yeah, and that was one of my struggles is I'm like, this is, I don't want to do this alone anymore. I don't want to do this without someone that I, I truly care about 100%. And maybe it's not her. Maybe it's a good friend. Maybe it's a close friend that, you know, that has known me. But like, I told Jess, I was like, I... Will not do another one unless you're right there next to me.
1: I want to call dibs on any section of the Sierras.
2: Yeah, the GMT. You John got Trail.
1: Like, Heck yeah, dude. Me, you, Rage, Jess. Yeah. Like. Oh, I want to
2: do it. Like I told him. Like when I go back to the Sierras, might as well just do the GMT because it's beautiful and it's like 200 miles. And dude, I dude. know that's daunting, but it's it's not when you say I'm hiking every day. That's it. You know, like it, you can do it.
1: It would be, it would Epic. be, it would be really awesome. It really would be.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Cody's question about how long is it going to take before I have to challenge yourself? Challenge myself again? I, I don't know. I mean, I have some personal challenges coming up with like internal personal challenges, like going out on a limb with changing the format of my website into I guess like a podcast format. Um, so that's an adventure. You heard it, people. Yeah, right? You've heard it here first. Byland by podcast. <laughs> the Byland podcast. So I'm going to go out on a limb there. Um, you guys were a big influence in being like, well, shoot, like, that was fun. We can do that. We can talk and talk about things. So that's an adventure. Um, I, I, I do have a dream. I told Jess, I was like, the only dream that's on my docket right now is I'm a huge Lewis and Clark fanatic, and I would love to retrace their journey um, on the water over the mountains and down the rivers, you know, like that'd be awesome. I'm like, that would be super cool. Do I have the feeling of wanting a through hike? I will always welcome a through hike, but I will not welcome it if it's not with someone that um, I love dearly because it's just too good. Yeah. Well, I would, I mean, I don't want to walk any of those hills ever again, but if Jessica wakes up next to me one morning is like I want to do the PCT I'd be like pack your bags I'll be there well and there's a lot of what you said
0: last time and this time that you can apply to any situation mm-hmm. in your life for people that don't through hike and mm-hmm. you can apply almost everything you're saying to business mm-hmm. right and uh, that's something I know Ryan's really good at is as he experiences things in life doing it with people he cares about in his mm-hmm. family Um, have you started your podcast have you released the first podcast no
2: so the podcast should be episodes the way I'm going to do it is have like three or four episodes in the bank to launch at the same time so that people can like kind of roll through a number of them and find out if they like it or not and then after that it'll be my hope is regularly but for me um, it's not up and going yet but it should be in the next um, I would say within two weeks it'll be up on iTunes and, and good to go um, with three to four episodes and so the whole idea by the, when I started by land the website um, I, you had to start somewhere and so all I wanted was to help people have a better help educate people do whatever I could to help someone have a better time backpacking you know and it is backpacking centric but that doesn't mean it's hunting centric it doesn't mean that it's non hunting centric and it doesn't mean that it, that means I can't talk about fishing or duck hunting or day hiking or whatever it might be. But the, you know, the idea here is like, I realized that I had a number of people, the, re- the reason why I'm going to a podcast format is I had so many people reach out and be like, I don't know you, but I've really enjoyed listen- reading your journey. And, I'm like, and they're like, I'm kind of sad that you're done yeah and i was like i'm kind of sad that i'm done too and i can't share this with you i
1: was was way sad when i when i (laughs) kind of read the the last of the blogs i was like damn it his journey is over yeah our journey is right (laughs) and i'm like what am
2: i supposed to write about go back to talking about gear that i'm interested in or like a random trip that i take during the summer because i'm like i totally can write about that stuff but i'm like hmm I don't. I don't. I'm not the adventure guy. Like, I did go on an adventure, but I actually am more interested in your adventures and getting you advent going into the backcountry or hunting or hiking or like getting over that hump of like, what's your barrier to entry? Is it lack of knowledge? Is it lack of gear? Is it lack of confidence? Is it what is it? And let's let me help you get over that. And sure, sometimes I might be commentary. Like, it might be my commentary, but here's the thing. Like, there's. Uh, millions of people out there that, that go in, into the wilderness on a regular basis. I want to talk to those people and be like, dude, what do you do differently than what I do? And I just want to continue to learn. If I'm learning, then you're learning. And let's talk about these things. So I have a, I have a number of awesome people lined up to, to go from around the industry already that they've been incredibly gracious to give me their time for a podcast that essentially does not exist, and I'm not a podcaster. Um, I wouldn't even consider myself a writer, but I can write, and I've done it, so I'm like, I'm really stoked. I think it's turning out really well so far. Um, But the point here is the entire podcast will be centric, like, experience based. So the hope is that by the end of every episode, you can take something away from what was spoken of. Whether it's like, oh, I want to try that company's widget or I want to, Ooh, I should try that mental technique or that physical techniques or, you know, so that's what it is. Like, and it could be for experts. I'm hopefully bringing on like beginners. Cause I think beginners can be valuable and be like, dude, this is what I really struggled with. Oh, sure. These I, are my fears. These are my fears. Animals. Yeah. I mean, people are terrified of what goes bump in the night. By the end of my trail, like, people were hanging food bags and all that kind of stuff. And maybe I'm stupid, and probably so. But I was just taught, talk- they're like, you going to hang your food bag? And I'm like, no, I'm going to put it in my tent. <laughs> like, well, there's bears. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, true, totally true. I haven't had a problem yet, though. I had one animal get in my, um, get in my tent, and that was a mouse towards the end of the trip. So I'm like, I want to find out what other people do and how they do it. So that's the that's the idea behind the podcast and I think I'll be it's just too good to pass up, you know. So I'm
1: going to um, go uh, I'm going to go screen capture here. Yeah, we got we got a new logo. Oh yeah, that's a new logo. All I did so that. sweet. So that
2: so what's funny about that logo is I really have not so that image right there was an idea that I had year, a couple years ago. Well, I went on this solo deer hunt, and it was the first time I, I harvested a buck solo, and it was very emotional. Like it was a very mental struggle. It was like um, I wrote an article about it, like just keep hunting, and that, like that was about um, my internal battle with like I my gun misfired on a really nice blacktail. Was it loader? Nope. It was a brand new gun, and, and it just didn't go off it was the the firing pin was just barely kissing the 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 cap and it was like snow on the ground freezing cold and he comes out of nowhere right nine like we said like i was i was literally getting up to warm up because i was like i i can't sit here anymore i'm freezing get up and he comes this big bodied buck just walks right out of trees at 40 yards away and i'm like nice (laughs) i shot that thing nine times without one bullet going off. And I put my gun down at one point I'm like cool man you won should have been But I got to watch it. I got to sit there like 30 yards away. while this buck is just standing there in this like epic snowfield and I'm like that's pretty awesome. So I had one more day in the season and I was like you don't see blacktails in the same spot every single I mean just blacktail hunting is Tough. really really hard. Really it was during the rut. I had one more I had one more day. I just Blew out, blew out this buck. He's probably not coming back. And the very next morning, I was like, just keep hunting. Like, just keep hunting. All right. Woke up the next morning completely defeated. Probably not going to see an animal, but I'll go back. Saw the tracks from the previous day. Blah, 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 blah. Dude, within 15 minutes of shooting light, young buck walked. It was a different buck, but he walks out at the same spot. Done. And so I look and I'm all alone and he drops in his tracks, clean, clean harvest, perfect shot. And, and, and I'm like, you know that moment when you're like, what just happened? Like yeah. in, instinct took over and you're like, and I, I, no one's around, no one's, no one's with me. I'm all alone. Who do I hug? Who do I talk to? Who do I celebrate this with? And I'm like, I'm just by myself and I'm, I turn around and the sun's coming up over this ridge and Mount Hood has this really awesome slope to it where it's like kind of does that, yeah. And I look over and it's like this clean, clean line that goes up and comes right back down. And I've always thought about that image in my head because that was a very important moment for me because it was like it was the first solo hunt successful that I, had to, that I got to celebrate by myself with that animal and experience that, that moment. And so I thought about doing a logo like that, and I was like, "No, I'm not going to do a mountain logo. yeah, you know, I'm just not going to do that." And then tried a number of things, and one of the artists that I had working on it um, did something similar to that. And I was like, "Okay, let's play around." And I was like, "I just,
1: I have to do it. Like,
2: I just have to do it." So.
1: Well, I love it. I love. The, I love the logo. Thanks, man. Got the heartbeat in there.
2: Yeah, that's the
0: yeah the. That's
2: cool. Podcast beat. Yep, sine wave. Well, I'm excited to see how you,
0: how this podcast works for you. I mean, and yeah, It, me it too. almost is like that's
2: another challenge. Totally, and that's right. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I think you know a lot of people. I'm sure when you probably told people you were doing a podcast, they're like, "Ooh, I don't know what that means." And yeah, you know, like, are you, but you and your head have an idea of what it is, and you implement it, and then you get better and better. And uh, Jess and I, re- I recorded the first uh, first episode with Jose and and recapping the PCT and uh we sat there and listened to it and I was like it's pretty good well
0: I've benefited a lot and I think Ryan and I selfishly do this podcast mm-hmm. so we can sit down with cool people oh, yeah. and take things away and apply them to what we're doing mm-hmm. um, and the podcast more gives us a format to do that yeah you have uh, a reason so, to, yeah. yeah. so I'm really excited to see how you do and excited to hear your Yeah,
2: I've already gotten good responses. I posted that today, and I was like, screw it, I'm just going to tell people. So in a, in a couple of weeks, it'll be up and live, and people are like, oh, I've already... Where are you at on iTunes? I'm like, I'm not up yet. Like, just, just stay tuned. Like, I want to make sure you have a couple episodes you can download.
0: Well, if you need any advice from two absolute rookies... Yeah, kind of dude. Yeah, you know, you know Rookie mistakes are
2: great to know about. Yeah.
0: Yep, um, and I figured out what one of those knobs does on that board over there oh, earlier awesome. and we had it turned the wrong way. But
2: uh <laughs> um, buy, .co.
0: yeah by underscore land. Oh for the website? For the website. Uh, no it's
2: just
0: Byland.co. and then uh, I'm sure you'll be posting on your website when the podcast yeah. is already
2: yeah. there'll place. be a, if you go to the homepage there's a up in the top there's a podcast tab. So be podcasts and articles are you gonna do youtube too or just itunes i don't know i mean i guess i could probably do youtube might as well i, mean, oh, it's, I don't really i don't have i'm not gonna do it video so it'll just be audio but i could find a way to do it um we'll see yeah Well, but for sure itunes will be it'll be up on itunes in the next couple of weeks
0: perfect well uh emory truly inspiring Dude, thanks um, for having me on. And I'm glad we did a follow-up. And yeah. uh, let's do another follow-up to hear how your podcast is going. Yeah, I'm really dude. excited to see how you transition back into work mm-hmm. and uh, see where you go in the next few years. Heck yeah, dude. Because I, I don't see you being stagnant.
2: No, and I, it's so funny. People at work are like, are you even coming back? And I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, no one's, what? <laughs> like, i yeah. got to make some money, dude. <laughs> like, I want to come back. And I, I like my job. I mean, is it, you know, my dream job? I don't know what's a dream job. You got a pretty cool, cool gig. Yeah, I got a cool gig going on. Like I'm very fortunate. Like um, I enjoy the people I work with. It's a great company and a career that I never thought I would be in. And uh, I've been there since 2009, so I know. I think I know what I'm talking about at this point a little bit. But I'm more. It's a. You know, you're continuing to learn as long as you continue to learn. And my company allows me to uh, have the creative freedom to come home and. Do stuff like this, you know, and then. Well, and I think that that's
0: like a balance. That's a big takeaway people will get from your podcast and your story and everything mm-hmm. is how you treat your employees and what kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. you're providing for them yeah. and the freedom you've given. And I think that just your company doing what they did and allowing yeah. you to do that speaks volumes uh, for having happy employees. And
2: yeah, I mean, the CEO's done a good job, or a great job of. Um, now they have a built in motivational speaker. They don't have to Right. Pay. I know.
1: There you go. <laughs>
2: Come on, everybody, let's through hike. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's eat honey buns in the morning.
1: Yeah, your your honey bun post. Was, Dude, was I thought hilarious. that was funny. The other day, I cracked up.
2: Jess sends me a text. She's like, you're funny. And I'm like, I think I'm pretty funny. Because <laughs> like, I ate those
1: things every morning. And, and, just uh, go check them out on Instagram, by, at buy underscore land, B-Y underscore land. I need to
2: change it to dot. So the thing crazy thing about Instagram is like, I really need to change it to buyland.co so that it matches. Everything, yes. Yeah, but cool. then you lose all the tags, all the hits. But it's like, oh, should I do it now before I have like,
1: the podcast up and running yeah
2: i should probably do it now just pull the band-aid off yeah it's just terrifying no it's not terrifying why is it so terrifying it's not terrifying and that's the thing what's your expectation how many followers do you have to get are you going to be disappointed exactly so here's the thing like one of the things that i learned on the PCT to wrap this maybe wrap this thing up like what's the worst that could happen
1: to show up dude you didn't get eaten by any bears no
2: no Yeah, I had this every message, every night, I'd send send Jess like a a message um, on my little um, GPS tracker deal, and it's pre-recorded messages or pre-typed messages, so every night she got the same one, that was to let her know that I was in camp, done moving for the day, I'm safe. And it would say something to the effect of like, no bears have inappropriately touched me (laughs) today, because everyone's like, are you going to get you're going to get my bear? And like, everyone's concerned about bears eating me and like touching me inappropriately. And I'm like, what is this bear thing about? But yeah, dude,
1: uh, let's finish. Let's see if it's pick, picks up this audio. This, uh, this clip is hilarious. Let me, let me just oh, yeah, go to dude. screen capture here. Um,
2: oh, I wonder if it will.
1: Let's do this.
0: Only oh, you can hear it, Ryan. I can hear it. Don't worry. Dude, it's so... You look upset.
2: Oh, I inhaled a bug.
1: (laughs) I just swallowed a fly. (laughs) No big deal.
2: It was the only... I think that was like the first time I ever inhaled a, a bug on the trail. You know, and... It's so funny, like I was telling, I tell people like one of the beautiful things I've learned about that that hike, and it's so fun, is like I look at pictures of myself and videos of myself. I made videos almost every single day for Jess just to talk to her, you know, and I'd send it to her. I look at pictures and I look at videos and like it is a drastic change in like confidence. From the from day one, or even like halfway through California, or even Oregon, and then like for some reason something happened in that Columbia River, where like it was almost like a, I got this like, dude, I send my pants home, like I'm not wearing any pants, I'm just wearing running shorts, and like I got you know you're continually just dropping stuff and walking and like just like, what's the worst That could happen? Like screw it, I got food, I got water, and if I don't have food, I got water, I can find water, you know like what is the worst that could happen? Stop worrying and just do it, you know?
0: Love it. When, yeah. Love it. And, uh, dude, way to conclude the podcast. That was a great way to end it. <laughs> awesome, yeah. All what's right, Emery. The, what's uh, the worst that can happen? Yeah. We'll have you on again. Excited to see the podcast. and can, uh, Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks a lot, dude. Thanks, man. We're done?